0: Welcome to The Mind of Mr. Crizzle, the only place where the world makes sense. I am your host, Mr. Crizzle. Join me on a journey through philosophy, hobbies, silliness, and anything else crammed into that mind of mine. Take my hand and let's begin. Alright guys, before we begin this week's episode, I just want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart for all the support, encouragement, comments that were left after last week's episode. It was my first time, so I was a little nervous about it. Didn't really think anybody would care, but it seemed like people were actually interested in things I had to say. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to try to improve with each episode. Make something a little bit uh, higher quality each time as I get to, you know, learn this app and all the things that come with it. And all I ask of you is to share the links when I post them on my Facebook page. Uh, you can go to Apple's podcast app where you can search for my podcast, Mind of Mr. Crizzle, or you can go to Google Play. If you guys have the Android app, Google Play for music, I believe. Yeah, it's the Google Play Music and you can also search for my app there, Mind of Mr. Crizzle. Subscribe. Uh, if there's a like button, hit the like button. Leave comments. If there's a rating system, just give me the highest rating. You can say whatever you want, but as long as the rating's high, I'm okay with it. It'll help it be more discoverable in the future. Um, it'll give me a little ego boost. And if you know me, you know that that's what I definitely need more of is ego. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get started on this week's episode. The theme for this week is going to be villains. Um, I'm going to have a phone interview with one of my best friends named Raphael. He's going to, we're going to go through our list of villains that we really like. And then villains that we don't really like, that maybe are a little bit overrated. No, we don't really think they're that big of a deal. And if you've ever been around us before, things can get pretty, uh, irreverent and a little out of hand sometimes, but we'll try to keep it uh, we'll try to keep it a little bit more reined in on this week's episode. Uh, don't forget to do all those things and then, uh, leave comments and let us know what you think about the podcast. So I know how to change it in the future. Uh, after the interview, um, I might get on again and, and say my farewells, but that's pretty much going to be the bulk of this, uh, week's episode. Thank you. Bye.
1: Hey, man. What's up, Mr. Krizzle? You want to introduce
2: yourself to everyone? All right, everybody. So my name is uh, Rafael Morales, or Rafael Morales, to all you non uh, hispanic Wait, non-Hispanic. Well, what
1: was the difference between those two? You still rolled your R in the second one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Rafael. Rafael there you is go. my head. Yeah, it's probably... All the uh, Spanish-speaking folk out there, Rafael would be the right way of saying it, and uh, Rafael would be the way Chris would say it.
1: No, I call you Poochie Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Why
2: don't you tell everybody a quick little history of of how we met? All right, so Chris and I met when we were, I want to say, eleven years old. We were in church. And um, we are uh, we 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 are we are Mormons, folks. We we are LDS, and we were in we, in the class that was called the not deacons, but the Blazers. Um, oh, I forgot like, about
1: that. I haven't heard of yeah. Blazers in a long
2: time. Yeah, I don't even know they really call them Blazers anymore. But we were in a Blazer class, and uh, the teacher that was in char- that was in charge of us was uh, Gabriel. And Gabriel's real was a real, real, real laid back guy. He was probably in his early twenties when when we were in his little class and um, you know he couldn't control squat. So <laughs> Chris come Chris comes into our class and uh you know i It you know, was my Chris first Sunday in.
1: there. We had just moved in. I didn't know uh-huh. anybody.
2: Now y'all guys were coming in from the, the north no from the east side of town from by out by Lackland, right? No. The east
1: side would be like the wouldn't that oh, be sorry, like I'm sorry, northwest
2: west side yeah west side yeah yeah am yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: so y'all too much into personal our information I don't want people
2: knowing where we live and stuff that's just right that's straight. right so <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah you move in you move into the our side of town so you can see your first day at church you come into the class with this chip on your shoulder I guess thinking that you were the alpha male so me the well alpha after male the the story, time, I was Ah, uh, yeah, you—that's always your version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think within 15 minutes we got in a fist fight there. Yeah, I don't even had, know how uh, that began. All of a sudden, I it can't was remember. Just, uh, it was fight. just fist into and fist into fight, and we each took a couple of socks and in, in, in the head and the face, and and that—that's that's gotcha. how our beautiful, yeah, yeah, that's how our beautiful friendship began. And uh, you know even from it, even it, after that, we had some rocky times.
1: <laughs> oh yeah and you know it's not the you're not the first friend that i've made after getting in a fight so i don't know if it's yeah. just a, a guy thing or if it's just me <laughs> it's well just supposedly
2: like so supposedly back in the the 50s and 60s that's how you made your friends oh you just you beat got, them you up and it. then you're cool yeah, yeah 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 so, so you know when, when when i was a kid my dad would say you got in a fight if you have an issue with this guy you go out and get a fight with him but after you get in the fight and I guess the, before the put on shake boxes, hands. I was in the fight, you shake hands, and yep. that's it. And y'all guys are friends after that. So like, oh, I guess the fifties were such simpler days. Yeah, I tell them I know nothing about. I tell I tell I know nothing exactly. <laughs> I know nothing about that, but you know the truth is I do because I met my best friend after a fist fight. So hey, you know it worked out. <laughs>
1: yeah, it did. It did. Speaking mm-hmm. of fist fights. Uh, that kind of goes into the theme of tonight. Uh, exactly. villains I'm sure they've gotten in a lot of fistfights in their time. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so that's we're well, gonna talk
1: about tonight. We each go <laughs> ahead.
2: No, no. Well, I mean,
1: actors acting like they're a guy in Right. Like now that. to be clear, these are all <laughs> these are all very fictional villains. Uh, we exactly. didn't want to get too dark and dreary by you exactly. know picking real life villains. There's plenty oh, of true, fictional that ones that were fun to watch either on screen or read about in a book or uh, something like that. So we both made our own list. We have our top five favorite villains, the ones we like the most, but we also mm-hmm. throw in our bottom five. So I thought the way we would do it is just work from the bottom um, and go to the top. Let's start... You no, know let's just alternate between good ones and bad ones until we get oh, to the top. Oh, you want to start we'll like we'll that? Okay. So okay, go ahead and Okay. tell us who your, your least
2: favorite villain was. And I like so the one, too. So my number... <laughs> Okay, so that person. I want to make sure I, I I take a look because I don't want to give off the give off the well, wrong I've, one. I've got so it. I've got the list here. My, if you don't. I, I got it right here too. I just wanted to make sure I didn't okay. lot out the wrong one. M Bison from the Street okay, Fighter. Okay, do that again
1: for the mic. You 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 walked away a little bit.
2: Okay, M Bison. M Bison. M. Played Bison, by. So, that was uh, Raul, Raul, Ju, Julia, Julia, I get I, I his I last name. I think it was just Raul, 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 Julia. Raul, Raul, Julia, something like I May I, he I'm rest getting him. in peace. May he rest in peace, he died quite a, quite a while back, he, and really yeah. I found out, uh, I was kind of reading a, 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 up about it when I was kind of, I haven't seen him in a while, but I found out that he was pretty sick even during the making of that movie.
1: You know, he did, I have, I got it on Blu-ray uh, last year, I think for my birthday or something, Went back and watched it, and yeah, he uh, he didn't look great.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and, and, you know, I had this whole thing planned so well to 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 introduce this movie, and I didn't get to say it. But my favorite line from this movie was the one that Jean Claude, yes, was the one that Jean Claude Van Damme stated or or, or shouted out to all the the battalion getting ready to raid Bison's stronghold. He goes up there and he goes, "Okay, listen up, everybody." I'm gonna kick Bison's ass so hard that the next wannabe Bison will feel it. Yeah, so <laughs> I love I the, the accent. It was like a mixture
1: of like Indian and you threw in some Schwarzenegger. You really encapsulated motivated. the Jean Claude yeah. accent,
2: <laughs> the, the foreign, the foreign accent, right? <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's a shame that you know, the guy is a great actor, you know, he had him in, with Adam's family and, of course, you know, a, a lot of, man. a lot of great movies back in the, in the, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame what kind of, uh, performance he, he did in this movie. I think he just kind of did it to get a paycheck, um, you know, out of it. But, um, and, you know, I don't want to put all the blame on, on the actor. I really want to say that, you know, the movie really wasn't written to be an Oscar nominated film. Uh, it, I mean, you know, Street Fighter. Going... I'm sorry. Yeah, Street Fighter. What did I say? The movie? No,
1: no, no. I'm just saying. Of course, it's not an Oscar-nominated film. It's going to be Street yeah. Fighter. Yeah.
2: So, so, so it's pretty... exactly that's right. I didn't catch that. But they, uh, you know, the, you know, it, it, it really carried what they've been doing in the 80s and 90s. A lot of, uh, you know, just real simple dialogue. You know, just the one-liners that were really well-known in those times. You know, I still love the movie, but... You know, I I was so excited as a kid when
1: that came out. Me and my uncle, we both played Street Fighter on Sega Genesis constantly. Mm -hmm. We hated Bison. He was hard to get to. Back then, you know, you didn't have all these saves in between fights. You had to get through each fight. You get there, and sometimes he would just kick our butts. And when we were... I remember first seeing that, that actor playing Bison, I was like, Dad, this... Not look like the python I was picturing it, in my head. He, in the and movie.
2: he he does he does play, he look like I and mean, he plays a real good part. The actual the costume looked great. The, the, the costume the, the co- was good. The, the costume was was great. You know even for the nineties it was a very good costume, but you know. The, the final fight wasn't really all that glorious. It was, it was really, really simple. I mean, the, the, I guess the cool, the coolest thing, I guess you could say was the fact that he could fly there at the end. Yeah.
1: I but, thought I that mean, was really crazy. The way Van, he just kind of floated up there.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was cool. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he zaps Jean-Claude Van Damme a couple of times, but I mean, he, he's he's, for being such a powerful character in the Street Fighter series, I mean, he gets pretty much killed by one roundhouse kick, and that's it. I mean, it is a roundhouse kick. Yeah,
1: but you got to admit, that Kicking was a beautiful roundhouse kick. Yeah, it was
2: a beautiful roundhouse I think roundhouse it's the kick. beauty
1: that beat him. I don't think it was the exactly. kick itself. I think and, he and, just and... had, like, a change of heart once he saw that beautiful kick, and he said, you know, yeah. what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'm supposed so, to be so... a Mike Tyson ripoff. Did you know that? M. Bison was actually, like, a play on Mike Tyson— and because here in America, obviously Mike Tyson was known, and he was going through all his legal battles. They changed. Uh, they changed the character to the boxer who was Balrog. Balrog. So, Balrog. Yeah, Balrog, he was Balrog, actually yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be originally. Yeah, well, that's exactly uh, why you said that. I was like, well, doesn't
2: that be Balrog? Yeah. But yeah, okay, so yeah. yeah so
1: I mean, Balrog was actually the character looked like about was Balrog was what we know as M. bison if that makes sense but yeah, at least yeah we'll no, 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 all right, right let's, makes, let's move sense. along we got a long list here move, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we do. i like that one
2: okay so let's go ahead and start um,
1: with your least favorite so i would say mine would be the wicked witch of the west now this ah. is why you know I, I was kind of scrolling through the internet and trying to get some ideas and a lot of people thought she was one of the best villains but to me i'm like she threw some water on you and you melted like <laughs> you had some monkeys with wings fly around. I think the most like villainous thing she actually did was like throw a, a
0: the fireball the flame scarecrow. At
1: scarecrow. I thought yeah, that yeah. was pretty villainous. I like that. Yeah. But other than that, it's just a bunch I of mean, like cackling, cackling. Yeah. The, the cackle gets like annoying. It's I'm not a big fan yeah. of the villain laugh. So I know it's a necessity and it's a common trope, but sometimes I'm like nah. Nah, that's just annoying. But uh I would say that. Just short. It wasn't much of a, a climatic ending, just throwing some water, maybe it was symbolic for something else. I don't yeah. know. Take a bath I guess and it'll make you nice. I don't know. But um that's why I'd say. My my least favorite villain would probably be her.
2: No, I I, I would agree with that. Uh I remember watching that movie. Now I did Samuel when I was a kid and her green skin and the cackles probably the only thing to that did scare me but it didn't do it didn't do anything like some of the latter c- characters that we got coming up on our list. Especially, you know
1: the original Wicked Witch was way better than the one from uh the one that Mila Kunis did in that mm-hmm. uh Great and Powerful Oz, I think is what it was. I right, could right. stand. Her voice in that one. Not that Mila Kunis has the best voice, anyway. But something she was doing there, I just not a fan of. So Oof.
2: yeah, she looked real, real creepy. And then also, I mean, I, I thought the I love, I love the movie. I wasn't too a, a fan of her portrayal of it. I the tr- tell you the truth though, I kind of dislike them equally about the same. Uh, but I, I did love the way that that movie explained the story of the wizard. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, that I was really cool. Yeah. I, I thought that was really neat, but you, both v- witches. I'm not a witch guy. I'm, I was never interested in witches. They they don't scare me. I mean, outside of when were, I was probably four or five, I didn't like the cackle, but I just saw her as a bore. So, her, you know, like, to be honest, I
1: thought you, I thought the original Wicked Witch was actually scarier when she was just that lady on a bicycle at the beginning of the movie, trying to get oh, the dog. I thought that was more creepy. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this creepy
2: chick. Yeah, the, the, in, in, in films. Sometimes just one little scene will do it for you, and, and I, you know, it's funny that you bring up *Wicked Wick, Wick, Witch of the* the *Wicked Wick, Witch of the West*, because what you kind of mentioned with hers is what I got coming up later on in my list. But uh, but also it sh it shows the power of one scene that that scene does. I I, I remember what you're saying because now I remember how creepy that was, and on one of the villains I have coming up further up in the list, one scene actually made that villain kind of cool. Uh so we'll get into that a little bit later, but All yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you. It's it's. All right. Okay, let's okay. go for your next one. Who's your next? Okay, my favorite? next one is going to be Loki, Loki nah, from the yes. Avengers. Okay, so I don't know how your feelings are on Loki. I, you know, I don't think he's a I... villain.
1: Like I just don't. I think he was supposed to be, but he's just a fan favorite. Like he's like the mischievous brother, which you know he is the god of. Of uh, mischief, so I guess that be Mischief, sense. exactly. The
2: uh, the well, I mean, you know, I, the reason why I call him a villain. I mean, they, the whole. I guess he might have been some filler before we get to the 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 third Avengers film, Infinity Wars. Before we get to Thanos, but you know, he was a vil- he was the main villain in uh, in uh, the Avengers, the original Avenger movie. So uh, I just don't like Loki. I see what you're saying. How you're saying he's not a uh, he he, he kind of gives me the impression of like the angry uh how should i like the angry middle child or like the, the the kid the the non-favored child in in a in a, in a household you know he just kind of throws tantrums kind of like well, I mean, an that Anakin was his Skywalker whole thing because deal. he wasn't
1: outcast to the family like he
2: mm-hmm. was
1: like he's like half uh frost giant and you know half mm-hmm. whatever so i i get it but to me in my opinion if you go good at the end you're not a villain and he kind of goes no. good at the end he decides to help thor out in the second movie and uh
2: yeah hence hence he's a horrible villain <laughs> because yeah, I, I do i do predict i do predict uh, now watching the the new thor three coming out of Ragnar, uh, ragnarok uh he, it looks like he's really gonna play a part fighting side by side with his brother
0: you know, oh, he's yeah, gonna turn absolutely.
2: good I'm I'm actually predicting that in Infinity War he's gonna have a part in the Infinity War to help defeat Thanos. That's just my prediction. I don't. Oh I don't know. yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sure that's a pretty, that's pretty uh that's pretty good prediction. I mean, cause you I don't know if you knew, but they weren't even gonna have him in the second Thor really. Um, but he was such mm-hmm. a fan favorite that they created scenes just to have him in there, and he actually became
2: yeah.
1: kind of important part of the second Thor. It,
2: yeah, and I see what you're saying about them. I I can see they're trying to hold back how bad he really is because even the, in the avengers he's not ruthless he's not he's not really out to to hurt anybody you know it, it just seems mm-hmm. like they're they're holding back how his his badness since yeah, he probably will turn into a good guy uh but it did yeah. make it one heck of a movie and made a lot of money at the box office so absolutely did. <laughs> yeah well yeah who
1: can resist that scene where the hulk just picks him up by his legs and slams him around Mm-hmm. and it's a That's cutie right.
2: god <laughs> exactly <laughs> alright
1: so next on my list and I know we're going to have some words over this uh, I would say Hannibal Lecter not uh, Hannibal.
2: Oh uh, not, man. not to
1: give away anything that you've got coming up but uh, I just feel like I first see him now I know he has a whole like um, now here's the thing let me, let me just cover this part I haven't watched the Hannibal show which is basically before the Silence of the Lambs movies. Right, I did right. see I did see, the, I did see Hannibal. The, it was the movie called Hannibal and Red Dragon and uh, then Silence of the Lambs. I did watch those, but I hadn't watched yeah. the TV show. My opinion was the first time I ever saw him, the dude's in jail, so he's been caught. How great of a villain can you be if you've already been caught and you're just chilling in jail? Not only that, but you're giving advice to a, a detective to help catch another serial killer. So you're kinda of being like a rat on top of that. And uh, you know the things to get stitches where I come from. So I don't know. I just kinda of like it's cool, he eats people, but so does the Dahmer Party and they were just some hillbillies, well, so Yeah, you know. well
2: that, that that's yeah. And, some fabra beans. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and 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 I and I, I I'd probably go back it up when because he's obviously gonna be on my list. Uh, Mm -hmm. that the Lamb movie is so epic for me. And, uh, you know, he, he freaked me out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was creepy.
1: That's true. Cléris. I love the mask. The
2: the type of voice he uses, you know, that it's just like a kind of a monotone pitch. Oh, I thought Anthony Hopkins did
1: a great job portraying him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then also, uh, Sir, Sir
1: uh, Anthony Hopkins. I'm sorry. Sir,
2: that's right. Sir Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) And then also,
1: put some respect on my name.
2: Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I was kind of looking at some things, but I remember wa- I watched that movie so much as a kid. I remember watching and seeing how this guy. As never-
1: a kid? Why are you watching that as a kid so much?
2: I watched I watched all RA movies. movies. I know.
1: I watched,
2: all these movies I was with, I watched when I was probably seven or eight. <laughs> that
1: explains a lot about uh, why we got in a fight the first time I met you.
2: Maybe, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I was a camera, I watched this guy, and I remember how creepy his eyes were. And as I got older, I don't think he ever blinks in the, in, in the movie. Uh, and I remember pointing that out to my wife, Shalem telling her, Hey, I don't think this guy ever blinks, So one day I was kind of uh, uh, when I was doing the research for this or kind of just looking up his character and that's exactly what he was going for. He obviously he's going for a non no blinking psycho kind of a reptilian type, uh, you know, uh, care, uh, character, but you know, just uh, non, uh, just kind of get him away as uh, not being a human, just just uh. A, a, a well, cold-blooded he, hold on. He
1: he is on your list. Let's save some of that for when you when you call him out on yeah, the Yeah, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll wait All for right. that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We we got plenty more to get through. Um, who's next? It would be you, right? Who's next on your yeah. list?
2: So on my list, I'm gonna have. So this is gonna be my number three. Is that correct? Yeah. So my n- number three is actually. The well, let's see. Uh Yeah, so it's gonna be the alien, and I don't want to get y'all confused for for the alien. Not Ridley from Scott. The, Scott, no, this is the alien from the film Signs. Now, this is why I was saying that when we talking about. Let's the, go Witchy, back to Witchy, *Wicked Witchy Witch the of the West*. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is the 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 lame-o part of this movie. I really, I love the movie Signs. I thought they did a really good job with it. I love how they take the movie and instead of Focusing on a worldwide uh, catastrophe, you know the world coming to an end. Showing maybe five or six different stories of five or six different families, they show one family everything that's going on with this one family, their personal struggles, uh, kind of how how you know everything kind of comes around a big circle, you know, which is makes it a real good film, you know, is, you know, and Night Shyamalan, you know, he's uh, you know he does a great job with those twists. But the lamest part is why would these aliens come to a world, which is uh, – what's our world, uh, 75% water? What's no,
1: it, it's more not, It's more than half. Is
2: it? Is it okay. Is, yeah, yeah, it's more than half. Well, I know it's more than half, but well, I thought it was getting closer to 75% water. I didn't know if it was –
1: uh, Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of our yeah. bodies. Aren't our bodies made of like 90%? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> our bodies are
2: more water. But, yeah, so why would these damn aliens, being so smart, having all this technology to – you know, go all across the galaxy, come to a planet where, you know, it's all water. <laughs> so,
1: well, it's because you whenever know, they come, they always go to the farms and abduct the cows. They're not even going it, over to the oceans in the and... mid- Midwest,
2: United States, as center as they can get. But I mean... <laughs> I mean, aren't I'm thinking they realize, hey, these humans are smart enough to probably whip out a pistol or a water gun, or just even the water hose, you know. <laughs> and, well, and
1: I just, mean, I, I think what it was it was trying to do was like a War of the Worlds type thing, where I don't know if bacteria. you remember that, but
2: uh, our air
1: kills them. We the, live the in well, this the pollution, so much. Well, that's yeah, true. That's
2: it, true. It, it was the bacteria, so so yeah, not the air, but the bacteria and all the immunities that we've developed as humans. Of thousands and thousands of years of you know um, uh, you know getting not what's the word so I don't sound like such a simpleton, but uh, of uh, our bodies uh, adjusting or- uh, you know immune, uh, immune um, um, yes our immunity <laughs> Immunities. To, uh, immunity, there you go, building you up go. to those diseases and and, and bacteria, and wipe them out, so yeah, I, I see where they were going and and like i say that that film also had a real cool scene. Which I loved, where Mel Gibson chops the in fingers there.
1: off with a knife.
2: That well, yeah, that that's the freaky <laughs> one. But the one that freaked me out even more is when he's in those uh, in those uh, in the corn crop, and and he's looking and and he shines a light down, you know, an opening of the crops, and then you can see the leg, and you could just see it turn. To me, that was the freakiest scene. Or no, I think yeah. Of that. The freakiest scene actually was when that stupid Mexico video is being shown and you see the darn, you see the darn alien doing like a Bigfoot type cross across the street. Now that was freaky too. So as yeah. much as I, as much as I thought it was a horrible villain, just the fact that, you know, the way he got defeated, you know, it really made him a lamo for me.
1: So you say bad villain, good movie. Bad villain, good movie. Exactly. Thank you. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Number three on my list of uh, lame villains, and this one is probably gonna give me a lot of crap. You know, Because I am, I do consider myself a huge fan of the series, both the books and the movies. But Voldemort, Lord Voldemort, he who shall not be named, or say his name, or stuff like that. It just, it didn't do it for me. You know what? Beat him. Love, love beat him. All Harry's mom had to do was give him a little kiss before she died. And her love protected him. And that's what basically made Voldemort not be able to beat him. Now, if Voldemort was a G, he would have just got a gun and shot Harry in the head. Right?
2: Mm -hmm, mm Mhm,
1: Why do you need a magic wand? Just go down to your local gun store. You know, he has the ability to, to transport. He could teleport to America if they can't find some over there in England. Buy himself a gun. And just shoot Harry in the head, and then you're done. Over. That's what a true villain would do. Same reason why I hated Rita Repulsa and the Power Rangers. I always thought as a kid, why are you sending these monsters? Send someone to the school, shoot the kids in the head when they're not in costumes, and you're done. But, you know... I guess that's why I'm not a villain, because I don't know no, how to do it. Right?
2: And, and, and I agree with you. You, you know what? I have – and i gotta make a, I got to admit, I have not watched all the Harry Potter films, but I remember if there's one thing I can remember from Voldemort, it was that. I'm like, if he's also powerful, shouldn't he already have this done already? You know, and you It's know. not just that. I also have a problem with villains
1: that get other people to do their work. Do their dirty work. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, he had the Death Eaters and all that. I mean, and they were creepy. Don't get me wrong. There was, I think Bellatrix Lestrange was a better villain than he was. Um, I mean, there were some truly, like, evil characters in there. But him, he just seemed like, I don't know, the guy who made everybody else do work for him. And then he shows up and he gets beaten by a kid. And I don't know. There's a lot of build up right. for somebody I didn't think was that that great.
2: Well, I, I I can't wait to see all the uh, comments that you'll get for that one, all two or three. Yeah, well, <laughs> those do me. exactly. Those, but
1: those will be some.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I might get some in the back catalog once these uh, podcasts get going. Maybe yeah, there you, go. there you go. There, but, there yeah, you
2: go.
0: But I,
1: yeah I I just think of one person right now that will have a problem with that. Maybe I'll just put oh. that in in the in the in the link and I'll show. Uh, uh, some Harry Potter hate here, and maybe that will attract more people to get on there. But I hear this. All right, let's go to <laughs> your next one. So hey, my you know, next I got to say, before you say this one, I totally agree with you,
2: 100%. Go ahead. There you go. The Mandarin, Iron Man mm. 3. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, ben you Kingsley, know, uh, also another Sir. Yep, yep. It, 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 it,
2: now, now, the twist is what, freaked, what I hated.
1: Yes, spoilers
2: for Iron Man 3 if you haven't seen it.
1: You should have seen it already, but spoiler alert. All
2: right, so so this is how this, this goes. Um, the Mandarin, if you read the comic book, and and I, I'm I'm not the hugest comic book collector but, or, or or reader, but I I did know one thing from Iron Man because I didn't actually start reading some of the Iron Mans until after the first movie, then I kind of started reading some of the some of the old comics. But the Iron Man, or the Mandarin character is the most powerful character for Iron Man. He's like. Bat, he's like Batman's Joker and Superman's Lex Luthor, and what they did to him is, you know, if they get Ben Kingsley to to play him, and the, the whole time, well, Ben Kingsley's not even him. Is that? Am I getting this right? Or the, the, okay, the, the character is so bad that I never went, went back and watched the movie because I was so disappointed. Okay, the, now the, I'm this is what
1: happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. They had the Mandarin in the movie, and it was played by Ben King, Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. And they made, they honestly, as I'm watching it, I was thinking this villain is awesome. Finally, we're watching a Marvel movie that has like a worthy villain. Like he, he had like these propaganda, like terrorist videos where he was just doing like crazy stuff yeah. and killing people with no remorse. And I was like, finally. And then the twist was he was just an actor. He had like yep. a, a – didn't he have like a British accent too? Right. Uh, and but he was, but he, he, was, was act,
2: he was never a Mandarin, right? Is that correct? No, he really was, was never the was, Mandarin.
1: The Mandarin was just exactly. made up. It wasn't even a thing. And that's what pissed mm-hmm. me off. So like he wasn't even – not only was he not real, but even the real villain of the movie who like hired him to do that was a lame all villain too. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty disappointing. So,
2: so who knows? Maybe they'll come out with Iron Man 4 with the actual Mandarin. But I just remember hearing about the Mandarin and reading up on it. And then when I saw that yeah, there's never the Mandarin, you know, I was really disappointed. The the money did make a crap load of money also and everybody went to go see it and of course, of course. At the time they loved it. But I was really let down from that. Because after after doing a little research on Mandarin, I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be like an all out battle. This is gonna be like, you know, his 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 big you know, his big guy, his his joker and it didn't happen. So that was uh, that was mine on the list. So Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got on my list. The
1: next lamest one was Chucky from Child's Play. Now I concur. About last year, my wife and I we got the uh, Child's Play Collector's Edition, so it had all the movies. We went through and we watched them all because we're big horror fans. And there were so many times when her and I were just like, uh, "Pick him up," and throw him in a fire or kick him or put him in a box. I mean, he didn't teleport. He was still like a doll that was subjugated to the physical world. Like, just maybe you couldn't keep him dead, but you certainly could easily not be killed by him if you saw him coming at you. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, to pick up behind you and stab you, I get it, but a lot of part of the movies was people just running from him. I'm like turn around right. and kick him like a football. Done.
2: And they did it a few times yeah. in the whole series. Okay. that's but true. I I I can say that my favorite part of Chucky. I, yeah, I think he's a ridiculous character. You know, but he does bring nightmares to anybody under the age of six or seven. They all hate Chucky at, under that age, and I guess he. But you he, shouldn't have been watching these movies at six and seven. You still saw the, you saw yes, on all yes,
1: the yes, you right. 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 uh, right. I would see those My Buddy everything. commercials, and I'd be like,
2: no. It freaked no, me out. No, not My Buddy. I, it, yeah, that's it true. Freaked he me was out. And I, I'll never forget, when I was a kid, my mom was, uh, was they invited my mom to contribute something to the Laura Steele Elementary um, haunted house. And my mom went out, found a My Buddy doll, and she <laughs> transformed that dang doll that damn doll turned into a chucky doll and that thing was staring at me for about three or four days before she took it to the haunted house. And it, that, <laughs> in your that room, on your chair, in the corner, the rocking chair it, facing you. It, yeah, she just had it. I mean, she didn't, go, she didn't she didn't want to terrorize me that bad, but she did have it on the on the on the dinner table for about oh three days gosh. before she took it. So it, it it did strike a little fear in me. But I So I, I think he's one said, of those vi- villains that's scary in theory, just not in actual practice. Exactly, and then also, you know, I think he's very ridiculous. But I'm here, I'm here. I'm just thinking about when I was a kid when I saw that part on Child's Play Three, I believe it was, where that military school. I thought it was really awesome when he changed all the paintballs into real bullets. That's probably the coolest thing Chucky ever did. Everything would well, that else, even work? Like logistically, can you do that? I don't because paintballs
1: so. they're just it's just pressurized well, like air. I guess that, well, maybe I can well, I don't know, find I out. Think it, one of our listeners, grade, why don't you try it and then leave us a comment and let us know how many people you're able to shoot with with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, all right. So, all right, whatever, so whatever. next on your list, number two, number one. All right, this is the one you think was the worst.
2: The worst villain I had on my list was Lex Luthor from Batman versus Superman. This yeah. is
1: the one played by um, uh, that guy yeah. Eisenberg. I should have done
2: a little more research. Jason Eisenberg, Eisenberg. Like, mm. the guy from you know, the Facebook movie. And... From the Facebook movie, I I did love his Zombie Land. Zombie yeah, it's about American it, Ultra is great. He's in that. He's a great actor. actor. He does, he's a good actor. He is a good actor. But I just thought what DC did with him as Lex Luthor was horrible. I think he overplayed the role. Uh, I think they're you know, they are trying to make make 'em into this um what do you call it? Like, you know you know, want almost like a Howard Hughes type deal because I mean you got that with Tony Stark and everybody, but they're trying to make make 'em into this I mean they're trying to make them psych psychotic is they what they're doing. I think what they did
1: was they thought, All right, Heath Ledger, everybody loves his Joker let's make Lex Luthor kinda of more like Joker, more manic, more crazy and out there. But mm-hmm. in the comics, like Lex Luthor was a cool cucumber. Like he was, you know, rich and powerful and very determined and focused. And I felt like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was more kinda of like frazzled and all over the place.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, he 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 did bore me quite a bit in, in the movie, uh to, to some parts where he got on my nerves. Uh, And then you know, then they turn it, and and then not, and now he's got a a bigger role in the next one because now he's he took a bath in what was that the the abomination's blood where he mixes it after he's dead. So he, you know, we're gonna get more of him. But you know, according to a lot of people, you know, a lot of stuff on after the week came out, he was a lot of people really didn't like his portrayal. So I'm really hoping he has a smaller role in the DC universe, but. You know, I really didn't like that character at all. And, I feel you know, like I, he can still salvage it if
1: if he kind of – because he is a great actor, and I think that maybe he was going for something that didn't work out. And maybe if he can take this feedback and, like, bring it back, he can really make it an interesting character. But, yeah, as it is right now,
2: not a fan. Yeah, there you go. All right, and you're number one, Chris. Okay,
1: now this one uh, is probably going to give me more heat than uh, the Voldemort one did, but I say Darth Vader. Oh, my god. Darth Vader. Okay, so as a child, I thought, of course, Darth Vader was the biggest villain. Awesome. As an adult, though, I just kind of realized, like, I don't know. Like, he didn't do much. How much did we really see him do in in the last trilogy? We saw him do more in, in the prequels than we did in the original right. trilogy. Like, he didn't really do much except say, like, switch your feelings, know it to be true.
2: Okay. Um, so he, he, chokes out, he chokes out the general, which, you yeah, okay. Cool, he, he chokes hoped.
1: out a skinny dude. Okay.
2: Uh, old, a skinny back. old dude. Uh, yeah, skinny old he, dude uh, that was prob-
1: he, probably, probably actually was just he, having a heart attack and then when he saw it happening, he, like, did his little finger thing to make it look like he did it, but it was really <laughs> just the dude having a heart attack. Uh, he does have uh, a lamo fight with, uh, with, uh, uh, he, didn't kill, he didn't kill Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan no. straight up like took his lightsaber down, was like, Alright, go at it. I'm gonna turn into a force ghost now. Um mm-hmm.
2: he he uh, didn't the blocks a couple of blaster uh rounds that Han Solo shoots out of him and pulls him away. I mean that was no, kinda that's cool. Take gets his gun back. I mean he did something cool, but as a villain,
1: I don't feel like he did I feel like he was more, like, of of a thing, like a boogeyman type thing for people to be scared of, but not really. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do much except, like, stomp around with cool, you know, music in the background. Um, yeah. Though, yeah and that's, you know, and then, again, like I was saying earlier, any villain that ends up being good at the end, not my favorite villain. So, of course, at the end, when looks like, you know, I'll never leave you, behind, I love you, Dad. And then he's like, oh, I love you, too, Luke. and. I, Lame. It was cool. I just tossed the emperor over like a little rag doll. I guess that was kind of cool. But that isn't like a villainous act. That was a heroic act. So uh, I think the uh, thing that really just cements just him as a lame villain. Uh,
2: uh, oh,
1: well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I just, the thing my, my, that makes him the lamest is the truck. Is <laughs> the truck. Now those are the real villains. Children, uh, children of the corn, very villainous. Oh, uh,
2: I'm sorry. I'll go um, ahead. I'll go ahead, Chris.
1: All right. Uh, the, the lamest thing I think is when I'm watching YouTube videos and I see Darth Vader doing like a dance with kids at Disneyland and, uh, break dancing and stuff. I just feel like, you know, I know Disney wants to make everything family friendly, but if you want your villainous characters to truly be villainous, don't have them break dancing at Disneyland with the kids. (laughs) <laughs> that's not, that's not villainous. Though I do have to say in Rogue One, he was, he was pretty I, cool in that end that's scene. That's exactly
2: there. what I was going to say. He completely redeems himself in Rogue One at the end scene. That's but, where, man, you really saw how powerful that guy really was.
1: And, you know, when he was young, Anakin, he did kill some baby Padawans. But, you know, those kids were annoying. I don't think he really didn't think that villainous when he was killing them either. They are like, ooh, we're going to be Jedi's. Whatever. All right. Now,
2: all right. Well, well yeah. So look, I guess we're going to move on to our best ones now. Is that right? All right.
1: Wait, no, so, I have oh, one on
2: this list here. You have an honorable oh, mention
1: for your laneway. That's one. right. I do and have I don't an honorable know who mention. This is.
2: Okay, so my honorable mention as one of the worst villains was Ed 209. So if you remember a, a little movie made in 1987 by the name of Robocop, this oh, is yes. a big. Bulky tank-like looking things with machine guns bo- mounted on both ends. Is that what they that, were called? Okay. Yeah. So that was, it was Ed Two O Nine, and um, he, in, the, in the in the beginning, he looks cool. You know, when they first bring him out, he has they you know they put an actual lion roar in his voice. I mean, this thing is just like a big tank that actually walks and moves and everything. Now, the funny thing about Ed Two Nine is that when they when they pull him out. He comes out. He starts shooting up RoboCop. You know, he's doing a pretty good job shooting missiles at him and everything on probably like the 50th floor of uh, Delta City Tower. Uh, and RoboCop escapes down a stairwell. So as soon as RoboCop gets down probably a flight of stairs, you see Ed Two and I coming right behind him. And I don't know if you remember this scene, but he comes right yeah, behind him and stairs. he looks at those stairs and he's and he's, he's his little. Batita, his little foot going up and down, up and down, kind of see how he's gonna do it. He takes stairs, one step cannot
1: he, compute, cannot
2: compute. Exactly. stairs.
1: my only and, weakness.
2: And he, and he tumbles down a good flight <laughs> of stairs. And a lot, you know the most hilarious part of it is when they actually give the actual audio, the sound effects of that of Ed Two and Nine coming down the stairs. He's kicking and screaming, and they actually put the sound of a crying baby <laughs> while he's kicking <laughs> and screaming. <laughs> the baby takes stairs legs. too. Oh man, it, yeah. So it was, it was yeah, hilarious. And, and then if a baby the,
1: gate up at the top of the stairs, Ed 209 if, could still be alive with us today.
2: If, if yeah, if he didn't go through those stairs. Well, the funny thing is, I don't know how they do, but they salvage him or they get a different model, and they have one of the Ed 209 units patrolling at the end of the movie after he, Robocop kills Clarence Body Girl in the most coolest way ever. He shanks him with a with a built-in knife in his fist and you know, grabs right the jugular and a good, you know, gallon of blood comes out. Right after that, real cool scene. You know, he pulls up into Delta Tower to come arrest uh, Dick Jones. You know, the villain of, of, of the film. Uh, he gets out and there's an Ed 209 down there again. Well, you know, I think I remember thinking, oh man, they give us this one cool fight and then I'm um, here's Ed 209 again. Maybe he's going to kind of redeem himself and. Now, all all, uh, RoboCop does is pull out this huge cannon rifle and just, boom, one shot, wipes them out, and that was it. So that's my honorable mission for one of the worst villains. All
1: right. Well, uh, we've we've been on here a little while. Why don't we take a little break, and then we'll come back with our top five best villains. There he goes. All right. We'll be back
0: all right that was our least favorite villains it went kind of long there but that's okay we're just having a good time that's the wonderful thing about podcasts you can just take a break go get yourself something to eat uh maybe look up some of these movies that we've talked about and see if you agree with us on it you can also take this time to go to the podcast page on itunes podcast app and also on google play music app and uh, leave a comment tell me what you thought about our our picks and leave a leave a review leave some stars on there um you can also leave some comments on my facebook page and uh, let us know what you thought about that once you come back and you're ready to go we're gonna go ahead and get started into our top five villains so take a deep breath and let's get to it
1: all right well here we are again We are back. I hope you guys enjoyed your little break, got yourself something to eat, maybe watch some of those movies we were talking about so you can have uh, an opinion and decide to leave us comments and tell us why we're wrong. But now we're going to go with our top five favorite villains. Go ahead and get us started.
2: So I'm going to start, you say? You faded up. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're the only person I'm talking to. Okay, so. So my <laughs> my top my number five in the top number five. Hold up one second, hold up. I'm I'm getting situated here again. Uh okay. So my number five is gonna be Alien from the Ridley Scott series. So Ooh.
1: the Xenomorph.
2: The Xenomorph. there you go. So that that to to me my favorite film out of all the aliens is still gonna be Aliens, the second the second picture. Um I F-S. thought what Yes, I thought the one that James Cameron did surpassed what Ridley Scott did, but I cannot, I can't say that Ridley Scott did a bad job because when you first watch the first Alien film, the first Alien film is more of a horror movie, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I remember the the way I saw Aliens, I saw, I saw that, uh, I saw that Aliens. Uh, feature first, and then I saw that horror film, and I I got really. All right, so you um, saw the
1: second one first, and then went back and mm-hmm. saw the first one. Yeah, and,
2: and saw the first one. Let me guess, so, you
1: were like five or six at the
2: time, right? Uh, probably maybe seven or eight. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. I probably I probably saw before. I just don't remember. Uh, but what 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 I uh, enjoy about the uh, the alien characters, you know they they take they take this character, and it's what it, it consists of acid for blood it's it's almost unstoppable
0: you know uh-huh. it uh
2: you know it, it gets any tight tight spot it has to it 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 needs to take a host uh where the egg that lays needs needs to take a host' a human host you know and it will pretty much out of not only humans but a dog whatever it gets a host of it'll come come out as its own uh, version of whatever the host is. So you got alien dog or dog aliens, you, you know, human sized aliens. I like to call them da- aliens, the dog aliens, the, the, the da- aliens. Yeah, exactly. The daily, <laughs> <The> da- <laughs> da- um, you know, so I, I thought that was such a cool and original concept. I remember reading an article a long time ago. We're talking about how the alien he, 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 he even got into a very, uh, uh, I don't want to get inappropriate but it got into a very um where the alien actually represented um a man a penis yeah there you go <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, but also uh, also um, uh, a man getting uh taken uh getting raped in a way <laughs> you know with okay. you know with that that, that ugly, uh, the head, what do you call it, the face hugger, you know. So, you know, it oh, was like okay. – so some psychologists came out and talked about the male's the, – a man's biggest fear, and it, it'd be it'd be, it'd be a raping. But they're talking about how that face hugger was, you know – I think a, that, that says more about
1: the psychologist because I don't think that's ever been a thing that yeah. I – I'm more afraid it, it, of other things.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. So that's something I read back when I was in college and in a psych course. I thought that was really but that's, interesting. But that's interesting because but... I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really something that kind of got my attention. But, you know, I saw that Alien film, and I, I saw how indestructible they were in those in Aliens. You know, and I thought that was a, a great film. You know, uh, you know you have Bill Paxton, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Michael Bain, some of these great 80s uh, action legends. And, you know, now, moment, tell me this, since you're an Alien fan,
1: which one was the one that had Sigourney Weaver's pancake butt?
2: Pancake butt is Alien. Mm-hmm. The first one. The, so the first one, okay. That's
1: yeah, that's yeah.
2: Pancake Butt. So that's, so 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 yeah, so Alien. That could have defeated to, Alien. Died of laughter. Yeah. Pancake Butt defeated
1: <laughs> Alien, that's right.
2: <laughs> My only
1: weakness <laughs> alongside was stairs. Stairs and Pancake Butt.
2: Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, you know, Alien was was such a cool villain, such an original con concept that and do you do you remember the game Contra? You remember that game? Of course, yeah. And, and, that NES. was a
1: direct like rip off of these
2: movies, so, the so 80s, so you got Alien. movies. Now, now, not only was a direct rip off from Alien, but if you ever take a picture of the actual cover of the Contra, the NES Contra video game, you got mm-hmm. uh, you got one guy in a blue, in a I mean, take it that... back in a red bandana, mm-hmm. and then you got and then you got one with uh, a crew cut, blonde hair. And when Sylvester you look at Stallone
1: that, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, there you
2: go. <laughs> so but neither
1: one movie. of them are an
2: alien. Neither one of them are aliens. <laughs> that would probably have <laughs> been a, a dream pick. I mean, for years, they were trying to get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone to do a movie together. Actually, um, now I'm getting off topic here, but I think it's a pretty cool story. Uh, the movie Face Off was supposed to be with Arnold Schwarzenegger Really? Sylvester Stallone. Yep, it was supposed to be oh, with those I two. I did not know that. And and because of uh con- you know conflicting schedules and stuff, movie schedules that they had, they weren't able to do it. They both of them were on board for it, but they could just never get the time to do it. So eventually, they, they you know you know they, the parts went to John Travolta and. Uh, Nicholas uh, Cage, and Nicolas Cage. Uh, but I mean if but we did get later on down the down the road we got X- Expendables. Oh yeah. yeah. We got the X- Expendables. Plan. The escape plan I'd I'd say would be more cuz they were the both. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're but, right. You're right. Mhm. But Expendables was also awesome. <laughs> so
1: but, I agree, Yeah, I no, I thought,
2: that...
0: thought... No, no, was go that... ahead.
2: no, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I just thought I I, I think Alien is such a a cool uh um, villain and so versatile in the way he kills, the, we- the amount of weapons he has, which is just all- only his body. But Yeah, you alone- know,
1: explain, explain this to me.
2: Okay, so we have that corporation in the Alien movies, what
1: is it called? Mm-hmm. Weyland Industries? Weyland-Yutani.
2: Yeah, Weyland-Yutani. Yes, that's right.
1: And they always wanted to make Alien the ultimate weapon because it was the ultimate killing machine. How mm-hmm. were they going to
2: have control of these things? Because these well, things are just
1: doing their own thing.
2: Well, you saw him fail in four different sequels, or three different sequels, <laughs> <laughs> trying to control right. that, darn, exactly. that damn alien. You
1: know, you the, know one the, thing the, that also creep me out about the alien personally, I don't know if you uh, recognize this, but in a lot of horror films, a common trope is dripping water. They'll go down into uh, a basement, yeah. and for some reason, pipes are just leaking, or... Um, I remember there's a that's... scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre and water's just dripping on piano keys. You always see mm-hmm. like dripping water and it makes it really creepy and looking. Um, you always feel a little uneasy and that's what the alien had. Like it was always dripping. It's saliva or water. I mean, it looked like the consistency was more like saliva, but it was always dripping nonstop.
2: And yeah, that's that, 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 that really, out too. that's a, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. That's awesome. The, uh, you know, uh, but he, exactly. You know, this guy, he had so many weapons, and, and all of it was attached to him. Not only was his tail a weapon, the, the, the second mouth that comes out of his uh, his mouth was a weapon. Yeah. Exhibits
1: like, yo, bro, I heard you like the mouth inside a mouth, so we put a mouth in a mouth to get <laughs> you in you the go. mouth.
2: Yeah, uh, I anymore. think that was also a reference to that psychological uh, uh, thing I wrote about that thing coming out. And obviously, it looks like a very, uh, you know... Um, uh, what's the word I a should say? A dog lipstick. A dog. A very, you know, uh, the male anatomy, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> the genitalia. Uh, you know, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a real it's a real cool uh, uh, villain, and I, you know, I actually got done playing Alien: Isolation on the PS4. And mm-hmm. uh, you know me, I, I, my ADHD doesn't let me complete finish the video game. I'm still probably going my second year, probably 75 percent done with it. But me playing in that game, having to hide from the alien freaks me the heck out. And that's Right, because, because in I know the that beginning you so really well.
1: have no, you have no power. I mean, like you're basically yeah. powers running away and hiding because hiding the alien's it's so is. overpowered. Yeah, yeah. It changes so at the great. end of the game. You get a little bit more firepower, just like in the aliens. Sequel, you know, mm-hmm. they start getting there. And, and I'm barely getting and there. Stuff. I'm
2: probably about seventy five percent done with it. But with me when it comes down to video games, it's not it's probably holidays is the only time I ever get to catch up on any video games, so yeah. <laughs> but we'll yeah. go ahead and move on because I know we spend a lot of time with Mr. Alien here, but
1: who would be your Well he's number a good five? one. Good villain. Oh yeah. Um
2: Great okay, one. so what inspired
1: me for this uh episode actually was the announcement of the new movie It. And mm-hmm. now I will let everybody know that the movie that just came out is not a um, is not a what's that word a reboot? It's not a um uh, what's that word when, when there's anyway, it's not a reboot, okay?'re they're not, they're not renewing it. It was never a movie. it was actually a miniseries.
0: Uh, right, which i try right. to
1: tell people so this is the first
2: it movie okay yeah because and... it was a made for tv it was a made for tv the That's first right. one was a made for tv right. and it was in two parts too i believe but, but yeah yeah, I, yeah I oh yeah going. no
1: the miniseries had the kids and the adults all together over a couple nights you know stephen king did a lot of miniseries like that i remember he did one mm-hmm. uh when we were you know probably in middle school he did one for the shining they did a uh Mini-series, and then they did one mm-hmm. for like, I don't know. I, I feel like there was are always just a Stephen King miniseries going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, most people know. I always liked Silver okay. Bullet. That was a good one. It wasn't a series. Was it was just a little, just a boy. But I, I, I just, I always liked
1: that one. <laughs> yeah, Stephen King is so prolific and, and writes so many things that even his stuff that's not good. It's not a big deal because he's got, like, 20 things that are good to make up for yeah. it. Yeah, So, mm-hmm. um, But anyway, back to It. So, everybody who knows me knows I hate clowns. I don't like clowns. They freak me <laughs> out. I don't know why uh, people say, oh, it's because you saw It as a kid. That might have something to do with it. I remember living in Las Vegas and driving past Circus Circus. That clown creeped me out. Um, clowns just always creep me out for as long as I can remember. I watched killer clowns from outer space. Um those clowns creep me out. But well, I'll,
2: I'll never forget in, in nineteen ninety seven, our first year at camp. <laughs> you, the way you remember these
1: years that things happen—it cracks You, up. Okay. out of all people, bring the stupid clown mask. Out of all you people, you're the one that become you must embrace your fears. I'm like Batman, okay? Yeah, he was yeah, afraid of Batman, and he became so, so Batman.
2: I, I remember you have, me, you have me and Lorenzo and a couple of the guys sit in the corner, and we have to look at each other in that clown mask and stare each other down for about, I don't know, a minute or two while everybody freaks out. It's, no, it seemed like it a minute. You. It was probably like 10 seconds. Probably, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I remember doing it to you, and you literally went to beat the crap out of anybody that put that mask and looked at you. <laughs>
1: Well, funny story about that mask. The mask, for those of you who don't know, which probably nobody does except for you and me and the people who are there. But the mask is like uh, it was originally a blank, uh, completely white kind of skull mask with like um, deep eye sockets. And then it had like crazy teeth and then it had Mm -hmm. like a, a multicolored clown afro wig type thing attached to it right and my mom mm. actually went in there and she painted it so the so like the lips were red and that blood looked like it was coming down i mean she painted it so it looked even creepier the teeth were yellow um and and this mask yeah it was terrifying well my brother and i shared a bedroom um we're eight years apart and if you're saying about 97 then my brother had it been like i would say maybe What, four? I don't, don't, yeah, he was pretty darn young. Well, he he thought it'd be funny. I was up on the top bunk. That's where I slept. He slept on the bottom bunk.
2: He decided to put
1: the mask on and then pop his head up while I was on the the top bunk. Without even thinking, I punched him in the face as hard as I could with that mask on. He went flying off the bed, landing on the ground. Immediately, I felt horrible because I'm twice his kid's size. He's just little, he doesn't know what he's doing. I knocked him across the room and he throws off the mask and he says,
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're I know you're scared of these. I shouldn't have done this. I'm so sorry. Oh, so cheap,
1: to after I just knocked him out. Um
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: Clowns not a bit. You. So you the, yeah, exactly. the reason why it got to me I mean it was for a variety of reasons, but basically it just knows what your deepest, darkest fear is yeah. and it becomes that. And, um, you know, we all have fears. Doesn't matter what it is. Deep down, all of us have fears of some sort. And he was able to play on those fears, um, making him, in my opinion, one of the best villains of all time. And he didn't turn good at the end. Um, He was bad all the way to the end. And uh, it didn't care if you were a kid or an adult. He was no respecter of persons.
0: You know, you've seen a lot
1: of these things. These villains have some kind of moral code where they're like no women and children. It did not give a crap. He was going after you no
2: matter what, Everybody, and uh, that's, right. that's why he's definitely one of my favorites. No, 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 no I, I, I really, I really enjoyed that character, and we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and keep and keep this going on. But oh, so by the way, next- real
1: quick though, if you haven't seen the movie yet, go and watch it. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. This is a different version of it than what you might be used to with uh,
2: Tim Curry, but
1: it's still very good
2: it, it, you know yeah, like you say he's no respected person, so this whole second mm-hmm. movie is gonna be him haunting all the adults now that's you know, right that's what that's what it's gonna be, so you'll see how this whole stranger thing's concept is gonna go out the window and, <laughs> and then then are gonna get a we're gonna get a, him just terrorizing the heck out of adults, which I'm sure is gonna get a lot darker, so yeah and i'm I'm really looking forward to that one so uh so on my next. Well, on my on uh, this is we are number three now, right? The, uh, four. 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 Mm-hmm. So my number four is gonna be The Trinity Killer. Now I don't know if everybody remembers, but there was this real awesome show that came out. I think it started back in night in two thousand seven and went all the way to twenty twelve, I want to say or thirteen. And uh, uh by the name of Dexter. Dexter's mm-hmm. an awesome show. Yep. Yeah. The awesome show who's uh
1: John Lithgow. Uh,
2: John Lithgow plays the Trinity Killer. Uh Michael C. Hall plays Dexter. He's mm-hmm. uh the uh he he's your anti hero in a way because you know, Dexter himself is a serial killer. But you know, he, he only a the strict bad strict code. Strict mm-hmm. code of only killing bad, which is great, you know, guy, kind of, that's why I took to the show right away. I, actually I, you you and uh, I think it was you and Christina introduced us to the show. So I fell in love with it. But the thing about the Trinity Killer was this guy for thirty years, he lives as this family man. Well, hold on. Hold, yeah, I was gonna exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, for thirty years, he lives as this family man. You know, having everybody fooled. I mean, and when, this is Jonathan Liscout,
1: like you guys yeah. know who he is, right? He's he's yeah. the dad yeah, Harry from, the
2: from Harry and the Henderson. Yeah. Back from
1: Third rock from the sun. <laughs> I mean this is jolly old Hi guys I'm telling this guy. Yeah, know? yeah and, and,
2: and at the beginning, at beginning you cannot see it but you're getting these these, these trio of murders happening. Uh, I am trying to remember how it goes. He kills he kills a woman, then he kills two men and then he kills I'm trying to remember how it goes. But and he's every time he, he's a, a series of three murders and then he's leaving a clue um of you know who he is. At each of these uh, murder scenes, so eventually they start, you know, chasing this guy down. Uh, you know, Michael it, C. The Hall, the clues are Dexter.
1: just notes of like Harry and the Hendersons, and then the second yeah, clue exactly. is Third Rock from the Sun, and that's how you had to guess who it is.
2: So, so um, eventually, after a while, you know, uh, Michael C. Hall or Dexter's just—he he's in love with this guy. He he thinks he's the greatest thing out there. He's in and love he's with the Trinity killer,
1: a, right? Not knowing who. Yeah.
2: He he he, mm-hmm. he he wants to be actually become friends with this guy and uh, um, mm-hmm. the get go i think it's like season four of dexter and uh ev- eventually he he meets them uh and, and you know I haven't seen the, the the i i was really trying to go back and watch this whole season again and uh with kids and everything I haven't had time to do squat um you know only had a few days of preparation but mm-hmm. the the craziest the craziest thing at the end is at the end a character that you get so invested with who is actually he actually turns to Dexter's wife Rita spoiler alert winds mm-hmm. up getting killed as at the season finale by Dexter after Dexter killed him the only thing is Dexter did not get to him fast enough and he kills Rita and that's pretty much the closing credits of the Dexter season 4 yeah and nobody saw that coming
1: Nobody, you're absolutely right. I mean, Alicia and I watched that, and our jaws just dropped to the floor. We were just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh!" Because Rita was like a main character for many seasons. I mean, like that's Dexter's. He married her, which was a big deal, and it, and then for her to be killed like that was just like, "Oh my gosh."
2: Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and I guess and the craziest thing was he had everybody fooled. He had his son fooled, uh, mm-hmm. the church, the whole community fooled. He just. You know, he had, he, he was a science to him. 30 years he was able to do it. And, you know, like I said, I wish I, I would have gone back and watched the series to have a little more to mention about why I love this guy. But he made such an impact on my career. When you said that, I was like, man, a trade killer, that guy was awesome. <laughs> so, well, so you know, he, I
1: think a lot of it too is that he could be,
2: he could be anybody. anybody.
1: Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we could know somebody just like that in our lives. And if it's like this guy, we wouldn't even know. We'd have no clue. And that's what makes it more. Maybe scarier more interesting, be like mm-hmm. anybody can do it. Yep, yep, I'm stabbing yep. someone right now. Like you don't no, even know like, it.
2: <laughs> and I got a clown suit on too right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> let's go wreak havoc. Alright, you forgot
1: to that's <laughs> about the Trinity Killer before we move? No,
2: Trinity Killer's awesome. Oh you know the one one thing about uh it that I I, mean, I was I, I really want to mention. I know you already passed it, but No, that's uh, fine. Freaky yeah, uh, what what freaked me out more about it was when I actually went on doing some uh, research on uh, in college about a serial ki- killer by the name of John Wayne Gacy. Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. that's who it was based off of, uh, and uh, I was real. I was, I was like, I gotta mention this because I, I remember reading about that. And John Wayne Gacy, I think, is even scarier than it because this guy actually went out and killed. At least from what we know, there's 33 boys that he's guilty of killing. Yeah, and like buried them under men. his house. Yep. Not only did he rape these young men, but he buried them under his house. It's kind of stupid because after a while, 33 cadavers or bodies are gonna stink, and that's well. Then you just go down there caught. and like pour lie on them and just. He did. Try to he cover did. But yeah. I mean, 33 bodies. Mm, Space yeah. it out, man. <laughs> Space it out. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah.
1: And then go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, What what were you going to say? Well, it's it's also like the dichotomy of it, of doing something so horrifying, but as a clown, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to represent, like, making people happy and cheery Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And that duality just really also, I think,
2: resonates with people and makes it a lot more interesting character. Yeah, yeah. Great. Such a big, such a a great villain. Here we are going back to him. But I guess we'll go to your number four? Number four, yep. All All right, so...
1: This one has to be on the list. It's Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Mm -hmm. And he has definitely um, had his ups and downs for the series. If you've watched it, he started off as a very terrifying character. Um, He he became kind of comical, kind of in the middle part and towards the end. And then they went back and Wes Craven, you know, redid the new Nightmare and then he became more um, horrific again. But. The thing that always scared me the most about Freddy Krueger is that we all have to sleep. Like, we have to sleep. There's no getting around it. And with each movie, Freddy Krueger would always come back because somebody thought about him. So you're watching these movies. You're obviously thinking about him when you get home. And you can't help but to think, is Freddy Krueger going to be in my dreams tonight? And I remember thinking that as a kid and just, you know, it terrifying me. And I I wasn't allowed to watch movies like that. But, you know, as a kid, you still kind of these movies kind of get in your New peripheral. Songs. You kind of know about yeah. them. And, stuff like and, that. and even if
2: you don't see the full, the whole film, you're going to see maybe about 10 or 15 minutes of that film, and that's going to stay mm-hmm. with you forever. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, and, yeah, that that will stay. I'll, I'll never forget. I'm going to get off topic. But there was a scene I saw, I think Wednesday it was Critters, or I, I think it was Critters, where a guy goes to take a dump. And <laughs> when he sits on the pot to take the dump, that darn critter – uh, is in the toilet and he tears them a new butthole, you know. So, like literally, I wanna... yeah, exactly, exactly. And I didn't want to take. I'm, 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 I'm 100% serious. I did not want to take a dump for a good three days. I was fighting to take a dump. <laughs> I was, I was uh... holding it in for three days.
1: So, Freddie
2: Cougar, the one that made. I, I...
1: The one that made me afraid—the of the toilet was. Look who's
2: talking too. Give me your pee pee. I want your pee yeah, You remember give that? Me the <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Freddy Krueger, like, um, and I would, and I would always have these vivid dreams. Now I had the cool thing though was that I had many dreams with Freddy Krueger in it actually, and I always would, kind of from Dream Warriors, just look at him and be like, I'm not afraid of you, and just go straight at at him and attack him. And I would always kind of wake up right before anything bad mm-hmm. happened. But just the fact that by thinking about this guy, he can be in your dreams. You have to go to sleep at some
2: point. It just really cemented him as one of the best villains. Not bad. Not bad. I'm 100% by you on that. 100%. And then and then to give him those knives or fingers, mm-hmm. even better. The way he would, like, scrape them against things with that sound. Mm-hmm. And-
1: and the then he knew karate and then, in Freddy vs Jason. He was really good at karate,
2: so that's good. <laughs> yeah, and and so, I mean, I think the first two were great, and then they got kind of ridiculous after a while. But uh, but now that scene with him going down the going down that uh, the alley with those long extending oh, arms, exactly that was so scraping. creepy, right? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! And, and it
1: was and then, so simple, like it was just practical effects. But it was I think it was more powerful than any. Um, CG that they've done with him since, like that scene there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
2: it's unforgettable.
1: You so, know, Alicia and I went and saw all the Nightmare on Elm Street at Alamo Drafthouse last year. They had a marathon. So did y'all did do and that? I
2: know you. Yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. Did it we
1: got there early in the morning, and it went all the oh, way. Like we got there gosh. like ten o'clock, and what we you ended like up out have close to midnight. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> 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 so we went to like midnight and definitely some of those movies, it was just like, oh, my gosh, be over. Like, this is so stupid. Um, I think the worst one was uh, the second. It might have been the second last one. He was like in a video game. Like, it was so stupid. But they redeemed themselves with a new nightmare. So I forgave him for that. And he
2: became I, I got to go back. I got to go and re- watch that one. I, don't, I haven't seen that oh. one in a long time. I got time. him on Blu-ray. Come over and buy have to watch those. There you go. All right, all right. With the kids still love it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. Eli saw it and couldn't couldn't take a shower for a couple of weeks too. So he's. Gonna Why have did oh role.
1: you're talking about the miniseries? It.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I so, yeah, was... saw that one about a year ago, and and then uh, Freddie Cougar also he got a, he he got freaked out by him. So, but yeah, we kept on going back to the same characters. So well, I'm gonna uh, I'll go ahead and move on to my number three, and this guy's. Uh, I'm a big James Cameron junkie, uh, obviously mm-hmm. with Aliens. and not you love Titanic? Lines.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, well, now I don't know about Titanic. but uh. Hey, Titanic <laughs> is awesome. The villain there is Rose. She could have let that guy on Maybe m- Maybe the one scene in the car is the only thing I cared about, but that was about oh, it. With the oh, hand. No, It was not smacking. Yeah. No, it actually was wasn't the down. car. <laughs> it was to paint was... me like one of your French girls. There you go. Or draw me yeah, like one for... of your French girls. Exactly, you turn around and you got stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> it was PG 13. You were allowed to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was. But <laughs> a no, lot of controversy no, the, about that. that. That's not the villain I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Jack or anything like that. I'm actually talking about the classic T1000. Now mm. there was a little, there was a moment I was going to say the Terminator, but the truth is, uh, you know, going a complete against your whole, uh, your whole uh, way of looking at it, he's a villain that turns good, which really isn't true since the new model Terminator Exactly. Was and that's completely completely
1: what I was just going right now. Actually it still holds up. He can still be a villain because that was technically a newer model, so that wasn't Exactly. Him. So so even though he was a great
2: villain, when you get T T two, you get this character that hold on, get back on the get back on the mic. Surpasses the original Terminator in badassness. So you get this character that comes out uh, he, you know he's not built. He's not huge. He's not all steroided up like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I, and I can't say Arnold Schwarzenegger was on steroids. Stro- I don't want to say say he was or not, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but this guy, uh, Robert Patrick, skinny, slim dude, comes out and turns to be turns out to be the probably one of the the most feared villains out there because this guy is undestructible now, if you remember Not only that, true. but he, he could turn into somebody that you know, and you wouldn't even it, realize it. Exactly, exactly. So not only is he undestructible because he's made out of liquid metal, but exactly, he could turn into anybody that he wants to – anything he comes in contact with, he could actually – he transform into so he could transform into your mother which he does to john connor well the stepmother that he does for john connor he transforms the stepmother kills a stepfather he transforms into a cop he transforms all these things all and that's kind of how we see
1: him for most of the movie as this cop right
2: exactly most of the way he is that cop but you know i mean schwarzenegger must have put a good you know thousand rounds in him in the whole movie but because of his liquid metal, he just heals. It's, it doesn't do anything to him. He's just unstoppable. Well, the Fast. way he made like his
1: finger into a bl- like a, a blade, I always like I thought that yep. was so cool. Like he All the could just poke you with his finger the and those... kill you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, he pulls out be- behind the. Uh, he walks up right behind that uh, that real large, hefty, portly uh, uh, security guard there at the uh, at the uh, psych- psychiatric ward. And he could he, he, he turns himself into that dude. He looks the guy turns around and sees his twin standing right behind him, like, what the hell? He just pulls out this finger and boom
0: mm-hmm.
2: You know, with just stabs him right right through the head, you know. <laughs> so You know,
1: yeah. like you did with Aliens, I actually saw Terminator two Judgment Day, full title. Saw that before I actually saw the first Terminator. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was bad in the first one. So I was, it It was really hard for me to wrap my mind around him being the bad guy in the first Terminator. I'm like, no, but he's yeah. good. What what's going on here? Oh yeah, but, no, no. Yeah, little side note for that.
2: Yeah, no. It, 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 I, I thought he was he was he, a great a great character, uh, you know. And and the way they kill him, I mean, talk about. I mean, I guess the only way you could kill him is he gets he gets. Uh, blown into a, a bat of, uh, I don't want to say lava, but hot molten... Uh, metal? I, metal. It was I like a foundry
1: or something like that, right? Wasn't yeah.
2: It? it was some kind of foundry where, where, where they're making steel, and you know that's how he actually gets destroyed.
1: Well, right before I still
2: he... think. Go ahead. No, which I still think that that Terminator would be the most unstoppable Terminator. if They would have came back in three, because I thought they went in three. they they, they kind of, It was real lame. They kind of put the, a, an endoskeleton with liquid metal around it, which I thought was kind of yeah. lame because I, I don't think anything was as unusual. Yeah, why would you, as you as need as that metal.
1: endoskeleton in there? Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. What they I were just trying to
1: one cool. up it in the most horrible way. Yeah, they ended up kind of down, like making it dumber instead of making mm-hmm. it cooler. Um, I thought it was really cool right when uh, it's Sarah Connor that shoots him with a shotgun, and, right? And then he blows up all weird looking and everything mm-hmm. before he gets mm-hmm. knocked into that lava. stuff. Well, that, actually, that scene
2: looks so cool. Yeah, Sarah does shoot him, but if you remember, she shoots the shotgun about maybe six times, getting closer one-handed. and closer she to the edge. It. One-handed,
1: one-handed. Yeah, cock,
2: boom. And, and 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 when she runs out of those uh of those shotgun shells, you know he's healing up right then and there. And as uh, soon as and yeah. as soon as he she gets done healing up, that's when you see Schwarzenegger coming up all beaded, you know because you know t one doesn't kick his ass in the previous uh-huh. scene. Well, so he comes up and then he has that one, you know. That one little, uh, kind of like I want to say not missile launcher, but that one little uh, a
1: grenade launcher.
2: Grenade launcher. There you go, and mm-hmm. that's what he blows them up with. But yeah, no, that was well. Classic. I remember
1: like watching like a behind the scenes for the movie, and they were actually showing like the the mercury or metal stuff that they kind of rolled together. Like that scene was so iconic when he starts mm-hmm. putting when they shatter him, and then mm-hmm. all the beads start melting and rolling together. And it always yeah. makes me think of uh, thx. It makes me think of Hot Shots Part II
2: mm-hmm, when mm-hmm.
1: they had Saddam Hussein's character. Um, Hot Shots Part II, I know you know it's like a parody yep, of yep. of sure, popular uh, films at the time. Charlie, so C. they had yep. they had him as kind of that thing. They they froze him in liquid nitrogen. Uh, him as. Uh, mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein and then he falls over he breaks into pieces but he had his Pomeranian right next to him too so the Pomeranian also <laughs> shatters into pieces and when it melts and it comes back together he comes back up and he's like half Saddam Hussein half Pomeranian and that that's how I think of the real horrible Saddam Hussein now I always think of him as his Pomeranian the Pomer, hybrid the Pomeranian <laughs> hybrid
2: <laughs> yeah. the, no I mean that scene with him coming back together it's so iconic that they even used it in the with the THX uh, sound mm-hmm. systems and mm-hmm. all these movies. Every time you see that, even to the day, they still use it where it, it, it gets shattered and it comes back as liquid metal and makes that THX all over again. It looks, it, and every time I see it, it's always just like a little nod to Terminator 2. But I just, I just, you know, talking about that, I'm remembering every time I watch that dang movie with my father, my father will watch it. And when, when the first time where he gets the liquid nitrogen on him and Schwarzenegger shoots them and he just falls the pieces. I always laugh because my dad's theory on how to keep them from coming back together was to take a broom and just kind of push them <laughs> all around, <laughs> scatter them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my dad's, the, you know, whole theory are, on how to keep. Sprinkle some on him and then, yeah. and then uh, just, just him spread up. them all around the place. And don't <laughs> let it get hot and just. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, but yeah, great character. He had it I figured it. out. He it figured yeah, he sure out. did. Uh, I mean, I probably wouldn't be as epic as Schwarzenegger putting a grenade launcher in his stomach and blowing him pit to pit. It's the smithereens, but, uh, you know, it would have been probably the Mexican way of solving just that some, problem.
1: All you need is just some broom action, yep. There you go, there you go. All right, number three for me. Um, this would be the Joker from ah. The Dark Knight. This would be Heath Ledger's yep. Joker. Yep. Now, I thought that, Uh, you know, of course we love Jack Nicholson's Joker. You and me, you know, being being those those '90s, '80s babies watching all those movies. And but Heath Ledger just did something with the character that I haven't seen with any other kind of villain. Like he completely, Mm -hmm. he completely showed what it was to be a villain. And something that I think is very interesting and what a lot of movies don't get right is that villains don't think that they're the bad guy uh they think that what they're doing is right mm-hmm. for the most part a good villain thinks what he's doing right um he's just he's the only one that's that's so driven enough to do do it even if other people don't agree with it and i kind of feel like the joker's ideology was just just to create chaos just to make yep. people realize okay. how all these rules that we live our life by really mean nothing yep. um one of the one of the worst things that he did i think was you know he made Batman make a choice. You're either going to save Harvey Dent, or you're going to save Rachel, Rachel Dawes, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And yep. we
1: know that we and we know that Batman chose Rachel, but the Joker gave him the wrong address, and he shows up and he opens the door and realizes that the Joker tricked him, and he's now mm-hmm. having to save Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent, and his girlfriend's basically dead. She got yep. blown up. And I thought that was so wicked and evil, and I was just like. Oh my gosh! Like he got him, um, and then like he had another scene where he had the two boats that were gonna turn on each other. He just yep. basically brings out the worst in people, or he tries to. That's what his mission is.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he's not. Actually he's hoping everybody's best. just like him.
2: hmm
1: hmm Exactly. He wants everybody he's trying to, to prove see the just world
2: how how bad the world really is. That's what he's trying to prove. And and, and you know you you came up you made, you made that point about how he uh, you know he he wants chaos and. And, and he's he's there. His whole concept is to watch the world burn. Where, exactly, where cool exactly. just like Alfred say. Some men yeah, just Alfred want to see that, the world burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alfred goes and points out how some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's the whole reason why he had all that money. What did he do with it? He burned it all. Yeah, he got all, all he, that he, money he from
1: the mob mafia, and then just burned it all. He, he
2: didn't care about all. The money. He, he, he all he wants. To, he, all he wanted to do is bring chaos to the world. And then and you can't take away from a man. Uh, uh, Heath Ledger's you know portrayal in, in that role I was like my goodness when I heard about him being the Joker I was kind of like wow the guy from Ten Things I Hate About You he's a Joker, and and night's Nice
1: he was great exactly
2: tale. a Nice tale. and within five minutes of that movie he had sold I was like oh my goodness I couldn't believe you know in those first five minutes how you know how smart of a character you know of a villain he was it was you it know. wasn't just
1: that he did bad things like he made good people do bad things
2: mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's
1: what was so crazy like harvey dent was the white knight of gotham and he basically created harvey dent as two-faced as two-faced um at least in the movie yeah in the movie in the movie that's right (laughs) um we all know that's not true in real life he got acid thrown on his face in the courtroom but yeah (laughs) but with that being said Tommy Lee Jones, horrible Two-Face. Um, yeah. But but yeah, he was making good people do bad <laughs> things. He was putting them in these situations where they had no choice but to make a bad decision in the case so, of Batman. you know, and, and the fact that he tricked Batman into that, I just thought was so genius. That he tricked yeah. him into saving the person he didn't want to save. So now yeah, he has to yeah. live with that for the rest of his life. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this guy's a genius.
2: So well, I, I knew, that, I knew that Joker was definitely... Yeah, I knew Joker was definitely gonna show up on this list and and uh, yeah, I was like, you know, he's one of my favorites, but you know, I had to make room for a couple other ones. Uh but uh but yeah, no, I am I'm hundred percent hundred percent uh behind you on that one. Uh so we're gonna go what are we on number two now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number two is actually gonna be uh, a role and I wanna see a nineteen seventy eight picture by the name of the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest and Jack uh, I'm a, when Jack Nicholson. Yeah. yeah Joker. Yeah. You uh, had to remind pre-Joker. me who
1: she was. I'd actually watched this movie many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it and I'd forgotten what her name was, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nurse, nurse ratchet. And you know, and, 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 when, when I hear that name, I just, you know, I, I start to cringe because I, I think of what kind of human being she was and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, this this person, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a scene in the movie where where what Jack, if you've never seen the movie, Jack Nicholson comes into comes into the psychiatric ward. He's really not sick. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly reasons why he gets in, but I really went. I'm I really thinking he was just like previous. He was like yeah. he
1: was like practicing for his role as Joker. He was just exactly he just went out there and he, just
2: he goes in. On a voluntary uh, voluntary basis, he goes into that. Psych ward. It was that
1: or jail time, and I think he yeah. chose that instead. Exactly. Maybe. So he goes up. into he,
2: he goes into this uh, psychiatric ward, and and he starts you know seeing how it's working, and he starts to he's a smart guy. he's starting he's starting to realize that this nurse feeds on making these. Uh, all these patients' lives miserable from little things, mm-hmm. as like taking away their cigarettes. Uh, he, she, there's there's a part in there where he wants to watch a baseball game, and these are things that are healthy and these are good for people that are having these kind of issues. You know, trying to he's trying to help these people. He's just trying playing a baseball game to try to line up the mood. Well, Nurse Ratchet, this crazy woman, puts on these this horrible classical music. Which, you know, I like classical music, but it's like the horrible song over and over and over on this horrible mm-hmm. speaker. And instead of turning that down and putting the game on for him, she says, well, let's vote. They take a vote. She's like, well, uh, it comes out nine to nine. Well, Jack Wilson convinces uh, – has the uh, Indian raise his hand. And he calls uh, it – he, he, oh, Native, Native American. Baseball. Oh, Native American. Exactly. <laughs> raises his hand. And you know, it wins ten to nine, but because uh but because of uh it was past the time she wouldn't put the game on and she drives everybody in their nuts. But I think the most powerful scene in this movie is where there's this one inmate or not inmate, one patient by the name of Billy. So Billy, this guy, um, he has a real bad stuttering problem. Horrible stuttering problem. He can't get a full sentence out without stuttering. Well, Jack Nicholson brings uh, later on in the movie, Jack Nicholson brings in a prostitute. is What he does, and she gets this prostitute. Um, to I prefer lady, lady of Billy. the
1: Night. She's
2: lady the lady of, there you the go. Night. You know, mm-hmm. well, well. Uh, when when this happens, the, the next oldest morning. Profession. Exactly, the older profession. The <laughs> next morning, Nurse Ratchet walks in. She catches Billy with the Lady of the Night, and she, Billy comes out, and he's kind of getting. You know, all the guys are like all cheering him on, all happy. As and, guys do. And, and, as guys do. But when she's talking <laughs> to Billy, Billy is, is talking perfectly, not stuttering, you know, just full-out sentences. Sounds, you know, great. And, um, you know, Nurse Ratched no, notices this. And when she sees this, it makes her angry to see him so happy. So what she does is she tells him flat out, I'm going to tell your mother what you just did. What do you think your mother's going to say? And from that moment, he begins to stutter all over again and mm-hmm. and you you can see how she loves it. She loves torturing these patients well, later on, you know minutes later, he winds up killing himself, which is you know it's horrible, but you know it you know when 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 I was watching way I remember uh when I got to college we were talking about psych uh, the mental health in the United States and how in the seventies there was a lot of um a lot, of, there was a lot of funds taken away, federal funds taken away from the, sta- the, well, state funds taken away from the hospital, mental hospital system, and uh, when they did a lot of um, investigations in these hospitals, they had a lot of people that had so much power, and a lot of it was these nurses. So I want, I don't, I don't want to say this is based on a true story, but there was these, a lot of these people had such horrible, uh, such power in these hospitals, and they abused it so bad and you know oh, yeah. nowadays nowadays all, you know most of these people that were in the mental hospitals got thrown in the streets but you know it's just to me it just shows you how you know you don't have to have any superpowers you don't have to have any you know cool costume how just a human being a evil human being could could be the worst villain of all time and that's what she was to me and, you know, it just—it it was just, I, I was always I depressed by Billy. And then later on, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson gets lobotomized. He I mean, that's what yeah,
1: killed me at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. well, I, I think you and I are very similar in the way we're growing up. We always had a problem with authority. And mm-hmm. um, we would always kind of push back against it when we felt like somebody was trying to unrightfully make us do something that we didn't feel like we had to be doing. Um And she definitely embodies that authority that you and I hated. Like somebody Mm -hmm. telling you to do something just because it made them feel powerful. Not because of any real reason, but it's just so they can be your boss. Uh Uhhuh. Yeah, they were
2: older than you. Well I'm four years old, you're 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 fifteen. You gotta look. You gotta look at the wife the way li- the wife the life. You gotta look at life the way I look at. <laughs> you gotta it. look
1: at. You gotta look at my wife the way I look at my wife. Like, oh, exactly.
2: Sure. <laughs> and, and and we had a couple of bump-ins with with a third person that did that a couple of times. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, so. Well, and so that's one part of it
1: is that the the abuse of authority and the abuse of power, but also the fact that she's supposed to be helping these people um like that's what her role is and she's completely like being fake like you know being one way on the outside but inside she's this horrible monster and that kind of plays into um my number one pick that same kind of fakeness Mm -hmm. and it just drives me nuts when i see it on tv so yeah i think that was that was a great example of a villain with her anything else you want to say about her
2: no, no, that's good. We've probably spent a lot yeah, of Yeah, but right. I
1: can't help watch that movie and not cry at the end scene. Yeah. Because Jack Nicholson was like the culmination of a free spirit, somebody who just
2: yeah, wants high to on life.
1: have fun. Exactly. Wants to make those around him have fun. Like they broke out and he made them have fun. And um,
2: The type of people you need in, in, in mental hospitals today.
1: Exactly. And she, then she... Uh, when she breaks him down. He gets lobotomized, mm-hmm. and then he's just yep. and you and you still kind of held hope that at the end he would like be faking that too. You know what I mean? Because he was yep. he'd be faking things at other parts of the well, movie, well, and you're
2: like he did he did fake a lobotomy right at one time. He mm-hmm, did fake a lobotomy mm-hmm. at one time. Remember that? And and, and you're hoping that would happen at the end. But you know, at the end, our Native American friend, you know, does him a mercy killing, and and yep. and he breaks out. You know, easy, as easy, super easy. Just takes that water cooler, throws it out the window, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. So you know that that was, you know, that at least it wasn't a total downer at the end. <laughs> yeah, true. All right.
1: So my number two, um, you know, I'm looking back at my list, and maybe I could have moved him down a little bit because as we started talking, I started feeling more strongly about these other people. But that does mm-hmm. not take away the fact of what a horrible person this guy was king joffrey from from uh from game of thrones Mm. he's this little brat that becomes king he's just a little kid he's a spoiled brat you want to talk about abuse of power he um would just treat people like animals he would throw fits he just he just honestly felt that he was better than everyone around him and that attitude just irks me in a way I can't even explain. And he was bad all the way up until the end. Um, I think his final his final moments were definitely worth it for fans of the show. They were glad to see him go out the way that he did. But the things that he did were just so... It was like he would play with these people's lives like they were just toys. Um, and he, he didn't feel the least bit remorseful about um, the things that he did. And I think that's what really kind of cemented him as horrible to me it was just that he would just play with people's lives and he just he just did not care whether they lived or died and he would cause all kinds of horrible things to happen and because he was king there was nothing he could do about it he just had to deal with it yeah. um yeah. but he got his good comeuppance
2: it kind of reminds me a little bit of the gladiator villain uh uh kind of spoiled brat takes mm-hmm. a, takes the throne kills his own father to do it and he's just puts you know, torment on his people you know i i like, i can't like like they're fun. not much. they're not
1: they're not even doing it because they feel like they would be a better fit for it. they're doing it because they feel like this is what I deserve, like I mm-hmm. deserve this, and that self entitlement
2: just ugh I don't like it, yeah, horrible. Horrible. I wish I had much to add, but I have not watched any Game of Thrones. Yeah, in like ninety-five percent of the rest of the world, so I have nothing to add to this. And I actually feel I was, horrible. I got actually. In. The I past. The, it your, yeah, yeah. So eventually, I'm going to sit down and watch that. I'm really looking forward to that. But I have, a, I have all my, all my faith that you picked a real horrible person there, which I'm actually getting uh, pretty eager to. Well, be before catch you do your on. number
1: one, why don't you go ahead and do your honorable mention? Uh, uh, you're
2: number one. It's getting a little late, today. So I'm going to take a look real quick. Show. Oh, yes. So my honorable mention was a cigarette man from the X-Files. And if you guys remember this character, if you guys are, are fans of the X-Files, this guy was always one step ahead of Mulder and Scully, always there to cover something else up. And then it actually turns out that he's, after a while later on in the series, you start to see that, you know, not only is he covering up, but he's actually a part of anything they are trying to. You know, uh, he's covering up. Not only covering up, but he's actually doing some of the killings. He's actually performing. You know, he's pretty but
1: much. Dude, spoilers. I, I have it on my DVR.
2: I'm gonna watch it. Oh, okay. Oh, you haven't watch it. Okay. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think alert. it's safe to say
1: that you could spoil a uh, a show that's been out for over twenty years. Twenty so
2: years fine. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, and I, I think he's so iconic and it, it's it's funny now that here years down down uh, down the road I've I've come to see uh see him portrayed in, in all kinds of different movies. There was one I saw not too long ago called Extraterrestrial. Just some random Netflix pick. Show this guy come out as a cigarette man i thought that was so funny cuz it shows how iconic this character was you know to show that this is the government and and that's what he is that, that's what he represents he rep- represents well you know he's
1: iconic when shittiness. he's in a Bare naked ladies uh song watch so, the files with no lights on. Yeah, i hope there you go. Man's in this one yeah mm-hmm. you know
2: <laughs> exactly and and then you know the the fact that um uh, you know to me he represents the us government you know he he goes to show exactly how shady our government is, what they'll go, what they'll do, what they'll mm-hmm. do to cover something up, or or who they'll kill to cover something up. That's what he represents, and to me, the, the the our government is probably one of the scariest things out there right now because you don't know what they're capable of. And you know, I still I still now, believe um, that they killed Kennedy. Our
1: government you listens know? to this podcast, so. Uh, let's just be
2: careful with the things that we say about them.
1: They give me really good ratings, so let's not mm-hmm. make them angry. Uh-huh. All, yeah, ten, right.
2: all, all, all tens of them. <laughs> but the, yeah, right. But the cigarette
1: man <laughs> is one of them. Dang it.
2: Uh, <laughs> but uh, So so my number one. Well, well, uh, for Hold on. Let me give you a little drum roll. That, which is There you go. Like, hello, Clarice
1: shit, <laughs> <Father> beans, <laughs> All right. We, we talked about this earlier, but why is this your number one of all these villains?
2: He eats people. Why else? He eats. Not only does their he brains. eat people, yeah,
1: but he does it so elegantly.
2: Exactly. Like he has you he, thinking,
1: like maybe I should try a person.
2: Exactly. You know, for for me, what makes. Hannibal Lecter, one of the best villains of all time, is not only is he ruthless and and, and, and you know bloodthirsty, but he is intelligent. And when you put those two things together, mm-hmm. you have a Raphael. very serious problem. Oh. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the, the, the intelligent, not so much. But... <laughs> oh, you're intelligent. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, and for him, this guy is so uh, – so well educated, I think he speaks seven or eight different languages. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he was raised. He was raised. Um, I'm trying to remember how the story goes, but he 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 watched his sister get eaten. That's what turns him. You know, he he saw his own sister get eaten by cannibals. That's what turns this guy. This guy goes and gets a doctor's, uh, a PhD, a, a, a MD. He's this guy is completely. You know, just. He he he's always one step ahead of, of of anybody. And yes, you're right. He does get caught. He does get caught in a pretty, you know, in that not, not a very uh, climactic or cli- uh, cool way. But you know, he uh, you know, he's just, you know, I just love him. I just think he's he's so cool. Anthony Hopkins won, you know, the uh, Academy the, the I think it was like 1994 Academy Award for his portrayal of that character, and you know. It, just to me, he's he's an animal, you know. I, I tell you, the the big thing that freaked me out about him was the fact that he would never blink, you know. And you know, and that's how you know Anthony Hopkins he kind of betrayed the fact that you know he's not human. He is a he is a predator, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I, a shark. I, I just, yeah, he was a shark. You know. Uh, you know, and not only is he educated, but he he really appreciate the fine he appreciates the fine arts. And I think I remember this one scene. I, I, I want to say it was either Hannibal or uh, Red Dragon. It's the opening scene it shows Hannibal at a Paris orchestra. And while he's at that orchestra, he's listening very, uh, he's very listening to the, um, to the, the piece of music that's being that played. He's, he's concentrating, enjoying this music. Well, I think one of the violin players ruins a song. He makes an error in the piece that he's playing. Well, that night, he has a social ga- gathering, and guess who's being served for dinner? That violin player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he just did not care. He did not care. Yeah,
2: he did. You he's like, if you're going to ruin the fine arts for he's going to make you pay.
1: <laughs> exactly. He's going to make you dinner is what he's going to do. Yeah, but... Well, you know, he's got I, me I, convinced. I should take him off of my uh, overrated villains and put him <laughs> at the top. I he, forgot he, about that. That's he, pretty he's cool. a pretty
2: good one. He is pretty cool. There's, you know, and there's a uh, there's a lot of other things that, you know, the way he escapes uh, from uh, Clarice, uh, well, from that from that um, from the uh, that big cage that that bird cage thing that they had into him. I thought that was just genius. He rips that guy's face off and puts it over his, and you know, he gets away scot free. <laughs> just like just easy. So I I know he's just to me, you know, he was he was an awesome villain. And the intelligence for me is what, what won me over with that guy.
1: All right. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So now we're down to my list. I'm going to do my honorable mention for um, best villains. This one is so iconic to me. It's actually two villains together. And that would be the wet bandits
2: slash the sticky bandits from <laughs> the, the home sticky alone. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I laughed so hard when I saw that. That was so funny. <laughs> These guys
1: were awesome on so many levels. I have a theory that they actually loved Kevin because, again, they could have just got a gun and shot the kid. But they said, we're going to allow him to do these horrible things to us because it brings us <laughs> so much joy. They were giving Kevin a Christmas present by going through his little fun house.
2: I'll yep, never yep. forget
1: the scene where – you got Marv and Harry, and then in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, uh, he goes and he gets electrocuted, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. And then he gets worse and worse, and then it gets to that scene where it's just showing the skeleton with his hair sticking out. Oh, right, it, right, right, right. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny the stuff you'd put these guys through. But, um,. Yeah, they're they're my favorite villains. Maybe they're a and little... And you got to
2: remember, they, they did try to kill him, when you think about it, with a pistol, but they had all that pain in his pocket, all and that... he tried to pull that trigger.
1: <laughs> it was all goopy and gunky.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was Escape from yeah. New York, I believe. Yeah, that yeah, was that one. Was Escape from New okay. York? Okay.
1: No, it was yeah. Lost in New York. Lost, there you go. It's, I'm thinking this of the Kurt isn't, Russell. This
2: isn't, <laughs> Kurt Russell, yeah. That would have been a completely <laughs> different movie. Oh, man, we're going to have to get to the action movies here soon because, oh, my That gosh, will be that, fun. That will be fun. Uh, but, uh,
1: okay, so my yeah. number one, we're going back into the Harry Potter verse. I hear it's It is going to be Dolores Umbridge. Now, anybody who knows Harry Potter and like you said you hadn't really watched the movies that much, so you may not know who she is. She was basically this this uh character that worked for the Ministry of Magic when it was
2: mm-hmm. being
1: corrupted and she goes into the school and she's basically like a dictator. Um she uh you know, you're used to seeing like the nice, wise uh professor um oh my gosh. I just forgot his name. The headmaster of of Hogwarts. Oh, I can hear people yelling oh, at you, me right now cause yeah, I can't yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my podcast. god. I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm freaking out. Um uh sorry, it's happened to me about 3 times already, Chris. I know, but you don't understand. He's like he's like the guy the guy uh, maybe
1: hold oh, on. Okay. I'm just gonna say headmaster no. Nah, 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 um he's not there at the school snake? And, I don't know. <laughs> and she no not Snape. It's not Snape. Uh-huh. Um she goes and she basically takes over his, his spot and she starts by, you know, putting up these rules and then she starts rewarding students for snitching on other students. So I have a real problem with that, snitches. We talked earlier about how snitches mm-hmm. get stitches. Um so she encourages that. She also is just very uh, we talked earlier about f- being fake, and she did everything this very condescending, like, fake, like, politeness that was just so see-through, and uh, it made everything she did even more horrible. There was a scene where Harry Potter... Um, uh, was, was saying or he was given an excuse why something happened, which was the truth. And she said, no, you're lying. Oh, he was talking about Voldemort returning. And she's like, no, you're lying. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. And she makes him stay after. And with this magic quill, he has to write on this paper that um, I will not tell lies. But every time he writes it, it carves it into his hand. So she's making him write, like, lines of I will not lie. And it's just being carved all over him when he does Mm -hmm. it and I just thought she knows that he's telling the truth but she's so in denial that Voldemort's returning that she does this to him and throughout the entire movie she's like just making these kids lives just horrible and I think it's just the combination of her abusing her authority of her doing it in like a fake polite way like I'm a big fan of like say it like you mean it like if you want to be a jerk, then be a jerk. Don't pretend like with this fake kindness that you're actually doing something nice um yeah. and it just uh when I see her on the screen, I just cringe and i and I talk to other fans of the um of the series, and they feel the same way about her. so I think she's my my top villain just because just i guess for those reasons, but she does get her come up it's at the end. She gets yeah. out taken in the woods and a bunch of uh uh centaurs. Um, take her and we can assume that some stuff happens to her maybe in reference to Alien uh, which you were talking mm-hmm. about I like to think right, right. that happened to her because she's so horrible um, but yeah that's that's who my number one villain is and I still can't oh, believe really? I can't remember
2: the headmaster's name don't worry you have about you'll have a comment or two probably <laughs> as, as, it, as soon as this is
1: over or... I'm going to remember it and I'm going to feel like I need to go back in and and make a correction, but
2: well, I well, there there well, there you have it, guys. Those are our five best and five worst villains. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we did it. And I, I got take I got to take your word for that one because now I gotta get it. I really gotta get into Harry Potter and the Game of Thrones. You, you give me well, a look, reason to finally jump into the series. Watch
1: Harry Potter with your family. Don't watch Game of Thrones with your family.
0: Uh, oh. I know
1: Eli's gonna love it. Adrian's gonna love it. They're gonna like Harry Potter. Don't don't do Game of Thrones. Um,
0: um
2: you know, I, I've heard there's a lot of uh, uh female anatomy on that. You know, so yes. You yes. know they did this. I find this with a lot of stuff, and with Dexter too. Like
1: in the first season of something, like they just go nuts with that. But then after that, mm-hmm. like they don't do it anymore. So I don't know if they're trying to attract viewers with it or what, but
2: it seems like. I they, guess- I guess the shock and awe, and uh, you know, I guess I mean, who knows? I guess the the, the perfect ratings are really something, you know. So, <laughs> well, the, well, the thing
1: with the thing with Game of Thrones is that the story is so compelling that, you know, you can you can overlook those parts to get through what's happening, and it's a big epic thing. But that's that's another thing. Um, anything else you want to add about this?
2: No. I'm going to take your word on that one. You just gave me reasons to go, go and finally watch those series. But I got them. No, Let's I, watch them. Yeah, I, we'll have to, I'll have to jump on that here soon, especially on my vacation time. But I appreciate you letting me join you on this. Yeah, I thanks for really coming on. I was really shocked when you invited me so quick. <laughs> Had to get <laughs> and, you on uh, there, man. And, and uh, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I wish I would have – you know, had a little bit more time and not come out like so much like a, like a, like a dork here, but this is no, 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 we're not, we're not test. trying to give time to,
1: you know, study <laughs> and research. Like, this is just about top of the head. What's coming out to you? There you go. All right. Well, Nobody I, I really wants to, listen to people who actually know what they're talking about. That's no fun. Nah, nah. Um, what? No. no, but thanks for coming on. I know you're going to be on again. We'll have other episodes together.
2: And uh, <laughs> well, it's been fun, guys. It's been fun. All right. You have yourself a good one. Take
0: care. Bye. It was Dumbledore. I know it was Dumbledore. It's Headmaster Dumbledore. I got that. Don't get mad at me. I just had a little brain fart. Dumbledore. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I know it went a little long, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff in there. Don't forget to leave comments. Let let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any ideas for what we should do next week. Uh, Again, you can go to the Apple uh, Podcast app and look for me there for Mind of Mr. Krizzle. Or you can go to the Google uh, Play Music app and search for Mind of Mr. Krizzle there. Subscribe. um, Leave comments. And you can also head over to my Facebook page and let me know what you thought about this episode. I'll be posting links there for this episode and uh that's it i'm wiped out as i'm sure you are too uh but hopefully you enjoyed it bye oh thank you